0: Fellas, I appreciate that song. That was spot on. I'm really thankful for it. And you know, we serve the same master. <laughs> it's amazing how he lines things up. But I know that, that uh, we've all worked hard this week. So I'm going to try not to keep us uh, too long. But uh, if God stirs your soul like he stirred mine over this message, there's no telling how long we'll be here. But uh, I tell you, it's a, it's a, I don't take this opportunity for granted, Brother Dermott. And, um, you know, it's a privilege to be able to stand up here. Uh, Brother uh, Chris Hazel, the men of God that he has that that, uh, stands uh, on this platform. I don't take it for granted. Um, I'm unworthy of everything God does for me. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. And I'm thankful to be here. Thankful to be saved. Thankful for what God's done for me. Here we are in the midweek service, Wednesday. Come out from among them. We've gathered ourselves together to praise and worship the Savior. He's worthy of all the praise, honor, and glory that we can give to Him. He was the one that had the plan to perfection. He completed the plan to perfection. And He is the epitome of all perfection. I'm going to be in Matthew chapter 12. And while you're turning there, I'm just going to keep bragging on Him. But how good He's been to us. What he's done for us. You know, oftentimes I think that as a, in an independent fundamental Baptist church as we are, we get spoiled to the blessings of, of what God has blessed us with. You know, I think a lot of times about Solomon. I was going to uh, have a message that I'm working on about King Solomon. You know, the majority of what was gathered together for the temple was gathered by David, which was his father. Solomon and that generation at that time when they built the temple, they were spoiled people. There was no war to fight. They sit there and enjoyed the pleasures of everything their forefathers laid down. Sounds a lot like America. But you know, oftentimes we get together, we join ourselves together. It's midweek service, It's Wednesday we come together as a body in Christ to be able to be lifted up, to encourage each other, to get ready to go out and to stand boldly as we end the week, as we get ready for Sunday. But how often do we reflect on the goodness of God? How often do we reflect on God Himself and who He is, what He's done for us? Compare Him to everything else, else that's out there in this world, to other religions, to kings, to kingdoms. Right. Amen. He's greater than it all. Amen. And we are to lift Him up, Amen. praise Him and worship Him for what He's done. But I'm not going to keep you long tonight. There's just a few thoughts that, that I have. I hope that you enjoy the message. Hope you get some encouragement. But in Matthew chapter number 12, we'll begin reading in verse number 1. If you guys want to stand and reverence the Word of God, we're going to go through verse number 6. But in verse number 12, the Bible says, And at, this, at that time Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn. And his disciples were hungered and began to pluck the ears of corn and eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto him, Behold, thy disciples do that which is not lawful to do upon the Sabbath day. But he said unto them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungered? And they, they that were with him, how he entered into the house of God and did eat the showbread, which, God, uh, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priest, or have ye not read in the law, how that on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless. And here's where I want to get my thought. But I say unto you that in this place is one greater than the temple. Our Heavenly Father, I love you. And I thank you so much for loving an old sinner like me. God, I'm undeserving of your love. I'm undeserving of all that you give and all that you bestow upon us each and every day. But God, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that you are greater than anything, Lord, that I may face throughout the days of... of, uh, trials and tribulations whether I'm on the mountaintops or whether I'm in the valley God you're greater than it all Lord and I'm grateful for you I'm grateful for your faithfulness I'm grateful for your faithfulness to the cross God that you would go all the way to shed that precious blood for something like me Lord I pray you help me tonight Lord I pray I deliver this message of encouragement to your people God I pray we leave out of here that we're able to stand with boldness God that throughout our days wherever to meditate on the scriptures to lift you upon high and see how great you truly are I love you, Lord, and I thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, as we look at this, at this passage of Scripture, my first point is, is around that, how God is greater than any religion that there is out there. You know, isn't it funny that, and let me, let me just say this, I recognize where we are in the Scripture. We're in Matthew Chapter 12, I recognize the audience that's there. Jesus is replying back to a question that's been asked by the Pharisees. I recognize the, the law of... I'm um, getting a lot of feedback. can't even hardly hear myself. But I recognize that the reply that Jesus has back. I recognize that we're talking about the law and the time and the audience, like I said, of, of who Jesus is replying to. But you know, isn't it funny that the Pharisees always want to show up and always want to point the finger? Always want to cut down and judge. It's the religious crowd that shows up on the scene that wants to do that. But they're in an audience of, of not only the Pharisees, a separatist group. If you study the word Pharisees, they, it's, they're separatists. But they're among the disciples. They're in a cornfield. And yet, they want to question God about the law. Are they right doing so? Sure. In the law, we know that there was a man killed by picking up sticks. And here they are on the Sabbath day, plucking corn and getting ready to eat. But my first point is is around that he is greater than any religion that man may come up with. Praying unto a priest will send you to hell but a repentance prayer to the Savior will send a man to heaven. Buddha still lies in the grave, but Jesus is alive and well. Allah may be getting all the praise from all the Muslims across the world, but it will still send them to hell. But Jesus stands victorious at the right hand of God, seated at the right hand of God. He is greater than any confusion of any other religion that may be out there. The Methodists may say that you can lose your salvation. I would say they're true if it were in my hands. But the God that I serve is greater than any religion that may be out there. Because He's the one that holds my salvation in His hands. He's the one that went to Calvary to shed that precious blood. It is in His hands and in His doing and in His perfect will, God is greater than any religion that man may come up with. We ought to recognize that. We ought to serve him for what he's done for us and how good he's been to us. But no matter what man may come up with, whatever title you may put on it, I'm an independent fundamental Baptist, and I'm proud to be one. But I am one because of the fundamentals of the Bible and the doctrine of the New Testament church. But I will say this, being an independent Baptist is not going to get me to heaven. It's the blood and the finished work on Calvary that's going to get me to heaven. Why? Because Jesus is greater than any religion that man could ever come up with. All the atoning blood in the Old Testament. Think about all the goats and the bullocks and the oxen and the pigeons that were brought. All the atoning blood was a picture of Christ. Foretelling that perfect will of God. The perfect picture of Christ and what he was going to do for us. It It was his blood that was able to wash the sins away. Not just cover but to wash the sins away. So when you look, we also see that uh, in in, in chapter, in verse number six, that it mentions the temples and the Pharisees. So God is greater than any religion. And and while we're on that point, let me just share this thought with you. Isn't it amazing when, when you think about the temple and you go back and reference the verses that are there about the temple and the interactions that God has with his people, Solomon's days, they're trying to build the temple And God's trying to tell them, the heavens of heavens cannot contain me. Why do you think that uh, that this place is going to be able to contain me? I'm the one that created it all. I'm the one that spoke it in existence. I'm the one that hung the stars in the sky. I'm the one that hung the earth upon nothing. I'm the one that stretched the plumb line. I'm the one that formed man out of dust and breathed into his nostrils and made him a living soul. How do you think that a box, four walls or, or linen curtains are going to be able to contain me? They couldn't get past the fact of that, that a place, that this temple, that this God that, that they're talking about or speaking about, that they were going to be able to contain it. He's greater than the temple. He's greater than any space that we could ever even imagine or to think of. But what blows my mind is how a holy God would want to dwell in something like me. How my body would be the temple for God. How He would want His Holy Spirit to live inside of me. You know what that tells me? That tells me God's greater than the sin that I had. God's greater than this flesh that wraps this spirit. And this soul. It's absolutely amazing that a holy God, as what we serve, would want to dwell inside of us. Amen. Now, do you that word dwell, the word abide, <laughs> you know what that means? That means I just want to stay a little longer. I just want to get beside of you and spend a little time. Now some of you may be a whole lot more religious than I am. (laughs) But if you knew my testimony and you knew the things that I've done, you knew the man that I was before God came into my life, how can a holy God want to (laughs) abide in something like this? And yet here we come on a Wednesday night at Calvary every Baptist church, are we prepared to recognize Him as something that is greater than anything that we could ever imagine? Because He is. Who am I that God would want to dwell into something like me? I'm undeserving. I'm unworthy. But I also want us to take a look at the reference that He makes in verse number 3. It says, but he said unto them, have ye not read about David or what David did? Now, when you study this scripture out, the time that is that's being referenced about David at this point is a time when David was rejected as king. Now, imagine you got the Pharisees, you have the disciples. I imagine there's some type of a multitude that's there. Usually when you see those crowds together, they're always there. And yet you have this crowd, you have them looking upon Jesus Christ. And He is the rejected King. But what do they want to talk about? They want to talk about the law. Why are you eating corn? Why are you plucking the corn? And the King is standing there before him. He is greater than any king that will ever take any throne. (laughs) You look over to the next page, and if you have a skull filled, it references another king, Solomon. And it says, I am greater than he. And yes, he is. He is greater than Saul. He is greater than David. He's greater than Solomon. All the lineage of the, uh, the kings of Judah, the kings of Israel... There is no king that will ever be able to take the throne that is greater than Him. For you see, there is no king that was able to do what Jesus Christ done. Amen. There was no king that was, was going to be able to be the spotless, blameless Amen. sacrifice that you and I needed. But here's this Pharisee crowd, this religious crowd that shows up looking at the rejected king and wants to talk about the law. He's greater than any religion that man can have. Amen. He is greater than any king that will ever sit upon the throne. For you see, this king, this lamb, they may have beat him the first time. They may have spit upon him. They may have wagged their fingers. They may have took that, that reed out of, their, out of his hand, beat him up against the brow, smashed a crown of thorns on His head. They may have wagged their fist. They may have talked about Him and ridiculed Him like a dog. They may have rejected Him as a king. But that was the first time He came. He was the Lamb. He was to be led to the slaughter. For by His stripes and His bruises were we healed. All our iniquities was laid upon Him. But when He comes back the second time, not only will the earth know, but all of mankind will know. Because there will be an indignation on His thigh that says, Lord of lords and King of kings. And all the world will know that there is not another king greater than King Jesus. He will sit upon the throne and there will never be another man, another substance in this world that will be able to be any greater than He is. You know, I looked up the word greater throughout this study. That word greater means to be considerably more, considerably more than normal Or average. (laughs) He is so much more. Considerably more than normal or average. See, all the other ones that sat on the throne were normal and average. But He was considerably more. (laughs) There will be no other king that will ever walk on the face of this earth when their foot hits the top of Mount Olives. It will rent. There is no other king that will be able to step on this earth that will be able to accomplish and do what he's done Amen. and reign forever. You know, you study a life of a king, a life of a king, their whole purpose is to be able to take the throne, to be able to serve as many years as they can on the throne, and to conquer as much as they want to conquer. <laughs> Ooh, but this king, Amen. he already owns it all. Amen. Revelation 118 tells us I was he that was alive and lived forevermore and defeated death, hell, and the grave. And guess what? He has the keys to him. Read Revelation 118. He's already victorious. No other king will be able to do that. No other king will be able to accomplish what he's accomplished, to defeat the armies that he's defeated. The Assyrian army, as they were, um, I believe it was Hezekiah. Ridiculing Hezekiah as a king? There was no other king that could wipe out an army like King Jesus. They all lay dead the next day. And there's another thing I want to mention in closing. My third point. He is greater than any need that you may have. If you look at where they are, what was the need of the disciples? They were hungry. They wanted something to eat. Guess what was standing before them? (laughs) The one that was greater than any need that they had. Here they stood in a cornfield. A cornfield that He spoke into existence. A plant that He created. A crop that because of His earth, His watering... His temperature was prepared for them at this exact time. That's the God that we serve. He's greater than the need that they have. He's greater than the need that the children of Israel had when they were getting ready to leave Egypt. They needed a deliverer, and God prepared one. When they stood before the Red Sea, Moses stood and said, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Or you could say, I know that there's one greater. Just wait and see. And as they stood there, and that red sea departed, He's greater than the sea. He's greater than the muck and the mire that they would have had to walk across. But no, it was dry land. (laughs) And He walked across. Why? Because He's greater than that sea. That Egyptian army that was coming behind them, ready to devour them, ready to consume them, there's a God that was greater than that army. As soon as they entered that sea, the walls of, that, of the water just fell upon them and destroyed them all. But you know what the children of Israel done? As soon as they got across the Red Sea, they complained about being what? About being thirsty. Here we are in Marah. Bitter water. And yet, how long... What just took place? What just happened? What all did God just bring them through? What all did God just accomplish right before their eyes? And they want to complain about being thirsty and needing something to drink. But God said, I'm greater than that thirst. I believe He told a woman at the well that in Samaria. You drink of this water, you thirst again. But you drink of this water and you'll never thirst again. He's greater than any thirst that you may have. Your need may be salvation. If it is, He is greater than any sin that you've ever committed. His blood will be able to wash it all away. His forgiveness goes deeper than anybody will ever be able to forgive you. His love will love you more than you will ever be loved because He's greater than any need that you'll ever have. He was greater than the need of the children, the Hebrew children that was cast into that fiery pit. Though Nebuchadnezzar may have turned it up seven times, God was greater than the fire. And if you study that passage of Scripture out, you know what it says? It says the fire had no power. (laughs) Glory to God. I don't know about you, but that makes me want. Amen. Than any need that we may have. Amen. Amen. Anything the politicians want to say, and I'm not much want to talk about politics when I'm in the pulpit, but it don't matter what takes place. Right. Do you right. think God in heaven is going to sit up there and twiddle his thumbs and sweat just a little bit about what's going on? Nope. Right. Absolutely not. Right. Why should we? Amen. Right. Praise God, let's right. take a stand yeah. and yeah. be bold. But let's let him do it all. Because he's greater than any need that may come, that may arise. I think about the 5,000 as they sat, the need that they needed to be fed. God was greater. Right. Amen. <laughs> the blind man, God was greater.
1: Amen. The lame man,
0: God was greater. Amen. The dead man, God was greater. Amen. That's the God that you and I serve. That's the God that we came in here tonight to praise and worship. That's the God that no other religion in this world has an opportunity to pray to. To be able to come to the throne boldly. To be able to obtain grace and mercy in a time of need. Nobody else has that privilege. Only the blood bought of Jesus Christ. Why? Because he was greater than the veil. That veil rent when he cried it was Amen. finished. Amen. From the top to the bottom. Amen. To give you and I access Amen. to the Holy of Holies. Amen. You and I would be able to go to a holy God. Not to pray to a priest.
1: Come on, y'all going to have to help me out. I'm going to keep you here all night.
0: Not to pray to a priest. Amen.
1: Not to go to a
0: confession box. Amen. Yeah. that something like me mm-hmm. just an old wretch yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. My, the bible says that my righteousness were as filthy rags no. yeah. right. hey.
1: you know what those filthy
0: rags are? Oh, yeah. you ever studied the, the life of a uh, leper? you know what they Those wounds as they would lose. they don't have to take that rag and put it over their face and cry and clean. Are y'all get the picture? Amen. Filthy rags. Yeah. Yep. That's what you and I are. Right. Amen. You're right. you right. right. yep. a We yep. had oh, yep. a whole God you heaven. We lot We had a whole Yep. yep. Oh, Praise the little Joseph. And we would be able to go. And for him to, and in the scriptures for it to even tell us, I know what you're in need of before you command. You know, I think about Matthew chapter number six. It said, consider the, the lilies, mm-hmm. how they toil, how they spin, though they be not rain. Consider the fowls of the air, how they sow. Mm. but yet your it doesn't say there right. yet your right. heavenly father amen right. <laughs> right. Hey. you amen. see he didn't send his son for that part of creation right. he mm. sent his son for us right. Right. the filthy, right. the filthy yeah. rags yeah. the unrighteous yeah. the crowd that you know have you ever thought about this you ever thought about everything God's created, it does exactly what He wants it to do? Right. Yeah. But yet there's one thing that does it. Right. Yep. Right. Right. That's you and I. Right. But yet He loved us enough right. to right. send His Son to Calvary. Amen. 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 Could you imagine picturing that, that lamb as it was to go to the slaughter in the Old Testament. Spotless. Blameless. Never done any harm. Something that you had raised. Knowing where it's getting ready to go. And God done that for you and I. He's greater, church. That's the whole point of my message tonight. Regardless of what comes up, regardless of any religion that we may come in here and play church politics or we may come in here to put on a nice suit. We may go through the routines and the rhetorics. Hey, regardless of all that, God's greater. Amen. He deserves honor, glory, and praise. Right. Let everything that hath breath Amen. praise ye the Lord. Amen. He deserves it. He's done far more than we could ever imagine. He's done far more than we could ever, ever deserve. Regardless of what man takes office, Regardless of what king that ever sits on the throne, God's greater. Regardless of whatever need comes yeah. up in your life, yeah. whether it be salvation, whether it be financial, whether it be sickness, whether it be uh, an <laughs> illness that pops up, regardless of what it is, God's greater. Yeah. 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 You, say, you may say, Preacher, that's a bold statement. Let me ask you a question. If you are saved or that loved one that, that is sick and inflicted, if they're saved, and God doesn't answer your prayer of healing, but He takes them home. Put more people you want? There's a God in heaven that has gone to prepare a place. And He said, For where I am, there ye may be also. I thank God for what He's done for us. I think there are often times where sometimes we need to sit back and we need to realize just how great God is. Amen. Just what God's done for us. Whether it be a Wednesday night, whether it be a Monday, right. whether it be a Sunday, mm-hmm. we as a body of believers are the ones that make an impact on this world. Amen. Uh, mm-hmm. Or should be making an impact right. on this world. Right. You had a religious crowd, the Pharisees, standing there, worried about the law, all stooped up in religion. What difference were they making? Mm -hmm. But yet the greatest thing in the world was standing right before them. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. That's right, preacher. That's right. Amen. Amen. So, do you get the point of my message tonight? Mm -hmm. Here we are as a church. We got the right Bible. Mm -hmm. We got the right walk. We got the right talk. But do we realize? The one that's before us. Amen. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. For when you do that, you understand that there is one greater than any need. Amen. 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 That your family may have. And we should serve him Amen. for exactly what he is. He is great. And He deserves our praise. Amen. He deserves our attention and our focus. Just lay the the weights that so easily beset us. And look unto the offering and finishing of our faith. Who is Jesus Christ, our Lord. When we call Him Lord, we call Him Master. We also have the privilege to call Him Father. Mm-hmm. We also have the privilege to call Him Friend. The Prince of Peace. The Comforter. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. The King of Kings. The Alpha and Omega. The Great I Am. Mm-hmm. God. Jehovah. But do we really recognize? Do we really recognize and allow those thoughts and who He really is impact how we praise and worship Thank you. thank you preacher I'm done but he is certainly greater than anything that we will ever come across Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. and I tell you what you know uh, I'm broken over this uh, nation to have revival been broken over it for some time I've been preaching for seven years um been to many churches. We're, we're very blessed in the church that we're in. But I tell you, one of the things that's keeping us from revival, people don't really recognize how great of a king he really is. And until we do, we're gonna stay as stagnant as what we are. But I love you. Thank you, Pastor you.